Welcome everyone to Nathan's <laughs> Mailbag, <laughs> episode number two, guys. I hope you enjoyed episode number one of our, this is the new era again of the Broken by Concept universe. So again, just for people to recap why we're doing these separately, we get a lot of questions. Send us the email, uh, your questions to brokenbyconceptshow at gmail.com. We got a lot. We got to get through my, my mailbag. It's, 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 it's filled up to the brim. Data control. Papers coming through it. We got to get these questions done. And we need to connect with the community. We love answering these questions. And you guys give writing fantastic questions. So here we go. First fantastic question here. This question is from Mr. Fort. Uh, how do I convince myself to keep trying? Hi, Curtis and Nathan. Uh, how do I convince myself to keep trying in a game? So I think this is his rank journey in general, just in a game. I've been meaning to ask you this question for a long time because it's been a consistent problem for me, um, but I couldn't quite find the words to describe it. In your most uh, one of your episodes, episode 98, you mentioned that even though the game is lost, you, you keep trying and I've been able to justify that to myself. I have this mental block. Where when I feel like I have nothing left to learn, i.e. where I call it end of review in the VOD. So he's like playing the game. He's already thinking, oh, this is end of review. Yep, end of review mistake. I really struggle to keep playing it out and tend to FF or rage split or sometimes even start taking my own turrets. Uh, taking my own turrets by stacking waves to crash into them. Wait, uh, what? What does that mean? Like as in like he, he, he wants to stack the waves into his tower so the tower takes more damage. Oh, Jesus. I think we could do that. That's next level. So he's like, he's like not hitting the wave and he's like stacking it up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't even say that's given. That's not even not trying. That's it's like literally the intentionally max. losing the game for your team. Uh, I know that I really ought to keep trying, but I can't figure out why. Uh, here's some concepts to break down, context to break down how I got to that point. Number one, I trust that if I improve the LP gains come naturally. If I'm not as, at a skill point and I gain some LP, I'm just going to fall back to where my skill dictates. So this is the justifications in his mind for why he should do it. Okay, right, okay? right, right, yep. Number two, if the game is decided, the only way to win is if the enemy hard throws. And this is unreliable and won't happen every time. Okay. Okay, I think that's a really important one. We can break that one down because yep. I've had this. I yep. literally have this thought. It's like sort of like you don't deserve to win. It's like if they, they should play properly and yep. I never lose it, I never win this game, yep. right? Uh, because it's not reliable- and therefore not replicable, any LP games from lucking into a win from that game will only temporarily, because the mistakes I made that lead to that point, will simply cause a loss in the future. Uh, number three, if I feel like I'm at the point where I'd call end of review in a VOD, I feel like nothing further in that game helps me learn. I won't even review past that point because my learn objectives are past, so what could I possibly yep. learn? Yep. Um, he says, this is especially true when my learning objectives are in laning phase because mistakes in laning phase make mid-game, mid late-game mistakes unrealistic for once I fix those mistakes. Um, number four, this only happens when I'm playing seriously to learn slash climb. If I'm just chilling with Yumi Top or AFK Super Minion Simulator, I always play the game out and never FF because I'm just having fun and there's nothing specific that I'm playing the game to focus on. I don't know about the Yumi Top one there, Mr. Fort. If my team is losing to the enemy team, I think that's unlikely to change over the course of a game. Um, I've heard of a lot of advice saying to never gank a losing lane because that lane are lost from even once for a reason. So if they get back even, they're just going to lose from even again. To me, this logic applies to whole teams as well. And my brain usually thinks just go next. 
My current sometimes solution is to play with a duo of similar rank to me. He is a friend from outside of league and that guilt trips me myself into trying because I don't want to piss him off. However, this solution is definitely putting a Band-Aid on a bullet hole. So overall, the question is, where did the logic above go wrong? What can I think to justify to myself that I need to play every game out and try to win until the very end? Wow. This is a really good email. It is. I love this. I like how he's put in a lot of thought to kind of give us background information on why he he behaves this way, right? He's a he's a very logical guy. This is yeah. a, he's a smart. He's smart, yeah. which is to the detriment. Remember, we say this a lot of the time. The smarter you are, the actually harder it is to improve at league. Yeah, I mean that's a very general. It's thing very to say, general, but, right? but something yeah. you've observed, right? Like, like well, really I guess it is people. more. It's more logic. That's a better way to put it. Rather yeah. than smart, it's it's if you're more analytical in your approach to the game. Um, you can create more sophisticated narratives and that can lead to digging you a deeper hole. That's right. Yeah. Like these are, he's done some, he's done some self-election. He knows, I think he's pinpointed everything. Like this is, I've had experience. So I think I want to preface this answer, Nathan, by saying that like, no matter what our response is here to these, um, I guess his reasons for his behavior is that like, it is always going to be difficult. Like it's never going to be easy. Like for myself included, right? I will have games where I don't, I, I check out. You check, like, absolutely. Like it's like, I'm not immune to checking out. Mm. Nathan and I are sitting here and I've seen him check out in games and I've checked out his games. Like it happens. Now, like, so it's something that, yes, we can, you can have all these tips and tricks and- It's never going to be perfect. It's never going to be perfect. Possible. It League is legends, always going to be League difficult. Legends, there's just so much stuff that like, yeah. there's so many things that's going to be. So you've got to treat this with respect. Yeah. Like it, it, it's a skill in itself, mm. right? And it, it takes time to develop and you've got to treat this losing gracefully as a skill and you've got to treat it with respect. Okay, Nathan. So I think what we do is we break them down one by one, right? All right. Is that, is that the, the way you want to go about this one? All right. So the first one was- I trust that if I improve, the LP gains come naturally. Yeah. If I'm not at a skill point and I gain some LP, I'm just going to fall back anyway. So what's the point of getting the LP? Okay. I, I, I want to add something here. You're, you're, okay. So if you think about, um, you think about your LP or the level you're at, again, made up of skills, right? Like you're a, say you're a Diamond 4 player. You know, you've got all these skills at differing levels that contribute to you being a Diamond 4 level player. Losing gracefully is one of them. It's a skill within itself. Your ability to minimize and lose gracefully is just another skill. Not like lose the game for your team. Yeah, not lose the game is a skill. Equally as important as any of the other skills. Like it's just another skill. Hmm. Now, there. yes, I'm not saying you need to have that skill to climb. You don't need it. But it helps and it's an advantage. So yes, it doesn't mean you're going to be improving at these other aspects by doing that, but you are, it is a skill that needs to be treated with respect and 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 you'd be proud of yourself for being able to lose gracefully because it's going to give you an advantage. And rather than seeing it as a, as an, uh, I guess, a, he's, he's viewing it as like training wheels in a way, right? He's viewing it as like, it's like, it's, it's compensating for his other errors. No, it's not. It's just another skill that you need to develop. Don't view it in a negative light. And by the way, you know, this actually extends to even competitive play. You've got to realize that even at the highest level, if you get counterpicked in draft, say you get, you're a top laner, you get counterpicked in draft. It's your job to be able to lose gracefully. Like you die once. Sure. That's a mistake. And that's, that could be a massive mistake. Your ability to minimize and play around the win cons of that game is a skill equally as important as being able to win when you're the winning side. 
right? Given that you're going to have like not many items and you're going to be pretty weak, like that's right. a skill learning. Like I'm not going to do, like I have to take very specific fights and gauges. I need to try and get this wave, you know, like get farm a little bit here and make sure they're not getting, going to break the tower, making sure I'm hard to kill, get dived. It's the same for you in jungle, Nathan. <laughs> I'm assuming you've had games where you're playing Rek'Sai and you mess up a really bad gank at level three. Hmm. Yes, it's very easy to to kind of give up on that game, say that that's my learning, my game's really screwed now. It's actually a skill in itself, in a way, to still be impactful and still be somewhat useful and not be a bot in that and that's game. That's exactly how I view it now. That's exactly I literally had a game. Um, Andrew will know what I'm talking about because I'll stream it in Soul 2. I I remember I went to bot. So then an enemy Ezreal super fed. He's like four and oh at that point. And I, bot's my only option. I go bot and like, I should have been a free kill, but I sort of, he plays it pretty well. And, but I, I was like, this should be a kill. I have flash, I have ult, everything. I die, like just, it was super close, yeah. you know? And then the, I just thought the game exploded, yep. right? Like I gave him red buff. We double killed. Now he's six and zero, right? Yep. And then uh, we still won that game in 25, 26, which that was literally an end of room mistake. Like, so before- if you hadn't developed the skill of being able to still I would be check out the game. You check out into lose, yeah. isn't it? But again, I guess what my mindset was, I started, oh, it was funny because I actually unmuted on the Discord. Right. And I started to have fun with the game also. Interesting. And I, because I was with Andrew, because Andrew's like, he's another Rexide player. So right. he's sort of like, right. you know, he like, even though he's platinum, he sort of like helps me as well because we can, you know, you yeah, have to see the mistakes, sure. right? Um, and I'm just like saying like, let's just have, I was just having fun with my commentary and stuff. I'm like, all right. I, I literally said, I'm just going to brute force bot and just see what happens. And I was just in a curious mindset. And then that first kill, get the shutdown and then get another kill and then another kill. And then suddenly I'm in a position to win. And then I'm actually playing really well. I'm like, and then I literally said, fuck, I'm good at this game. You know, I was mm -hmm. like meaning like having fun and stuff. Yeah. I was like, I kept on saying, someone signed me to the LCS now because yeah. my game plays insane here. So that's what I did. That was, that's my toolkit. Like I, I guess I, I'm more willing to maybe take risks to get back into a game because I sort of have to do some some crazy. Well, fights. again, it really depends on the game. The Rex eye. There's gonna probably gonna be games where you don't have to do that, right? Yeah. Like I've had games where I'm I'm coaching someone and uh, I had one today where he was playing Victor. <clears throat> he was versing a Vlad. He died twice to to Diana ganks, right? And then um, he thought that in his mind, the game was over. Like the, I think the Vlad was 2-0, oh, he had no flash. He's like if out of the Vlad game. If Vlad plays perfectly, he'll close out the yep, game. Yeah, that's what right? he thought. He's like, Vlad's down so, so strong. One of these things. His top one, he had like a 3-1 Fiora and like a 3-0 oh Ezreal. And he won the game. And our review, a part of our review was, he asked a good quality question. It was, can you explain to me what I was missing and why we won this game? And I explained to him why, question. why um, Fiora was actually really good into this comp. Like there was lo like low CC, like they couldn't shut down the Fiora. Like she could just run rampant and there was double AP top in jungle. So the Fiora got like a wit's end and she was like unkillable. And I explained how, yeah, Vlad can be strong, but he actually doesn't have the gap closer or the, to, he can't deal with all these mobile champions. Like there was an Ezreal Fiora on his team. Like Vlad couldn't shut down all of them. Like Vlad could probably only kill one of them if and use everything, but then the other person was going to clean up. So he had a really solid multi-threat comp with two of his other carries being fed. All he had to do was just be a relevant AP threat. That's all he had to do. Just get a throw and Sit on your tower. Yeah, sit, sit on your tower, build the Andres and press R. And like, you just got to build properly, farm relatively well, don't continue to die and trying to contest. And then you're just going to win the game. And he won, but he made it hard for his team. He didn't need to die nearly got as much it. as he did, right? Yeah. So like, um, now, he, now he understands, right? So I think an element of it is like, I guess, yeah, curiosity. Mm -hmm. And um, that's all in hindsight, obviously. You know, these are things in hindsight. It's, mm -hmm. hard. it's a different story when you're in the game itself. Mm -hmm. um, I would say for me, uh, 
my mindset most of the time. Again, I haven't actually been good at this recently because I've been learning a champ. And when you're learning a champ and you get behind, it's really, it's really brutal. Yeah. But when you're playing, when I'm playing my main champion, I guess like, I don't yeah, know. I, I, I have that mentality I, you say, which I, is make it as hard as possible for the enemy to win. to win the game. But also I kind of do it out of respect in a weird way. Like I know how annoying it is when I'm in a winning position and someone else in my team refuses to let me carry. Like, it's infuriating. It's actually really, really mm. frustrating. It's like, if this guy just goes down 40 CS- He doesn't have to do anything. Doesn't, just lets me take over the game. I will win this game for mm. you. You can lose your tower. You can go down 40 CS. You just got to not constantly like, run it down. Yeah, don't be a hero. Don't die seven times. I know how frustrating that is. So actually, most of that for me, my I, I try and do it out of respect most of the time. Like respect- you know, there's some, I guess like we're all playing the game. There's some semblance of respect for the people in the game, isn't there? Like, it's like, I don't want to ruin the experience for everyone else in this game. I don't want to be that guy. Like it's embarrassing. It like it's actually really embarrassing. In in the short term, you can be, sometimes it def- we talk, we've talked about this before. It's like a defense mechanism to be like, if you like stop trying and lose, it's like fine. But if you try really hard and still lose, yeah. that hurts your ego. It hurts your ego. More. Yeah. So that I, makes I, sense I, why people do that. Yeah. People do do that. Yeah. Cause they, they can't accept reality that. I think that's more yeah. common than like you respect in your. But I feel like we're at a different stage yeah, of our journey, right? Like when I was when I was younger playing league, I I I was, was terrible you. at this. I yeah. was like, what was his name again? Fort. Um, I was like Fort. I would purposely lose the game, um, because I wouldn't let anyone win. I didn't want I didn't want to be rewarded. Like that was my exact mentality. Mm. I I refused to win the game because how dare I? It was disgusting for me to win this game. Like how dare I win? Yeah. Like I had this elitist mentality, but I think like, I think I had that like one really painful experience where I, uh, oh no, that was a different story. I where I read that. Um, but anyway, that was my mentality. But I think as I got older, I started to realize how embarrassing that is. And it's just immature behavior. And I just treat myself, myself with more respect as well, really. Which it's, leads to respect in your teammates more. With release of my, yeah. yeah. I don't want to be that guy. And obviously my name being Coach Curtis doesn't help. Yeah. I mean, it helps me in this case, sorry. Like, obviously, if I had the the thing of anonymity, I could if act switched, like an asshole and yeah, get away with it. Names all but, but I think having, treat yourself with respect. Mm. What sort of league player do you want to be? Do you want to be that asshole that ruins the game for everyone else? Or do you want to put up a tough fight to be that sort of guy that has a, you know, tough, uh, a lot of emotional regulation, a tough guy to beat? Ultimately, that really depends on what sort of league player you want to be, right? I mean, that's at least what makes me excited when I think about this. It actually just, it makes me feel something. I get like a visceral effect, like- it makes me feel excited in a way, you know, but it's very easy to get complacent, isn't it? Like if you don't get told this, you're like, yeah, here we go. I'm just going through the motions again. Another death, another death, another death. I want to go back to the, the skills. So yeah, the way that I've, the thing that switched for me is I started viewing mid game, reading the map, playing around sides as a skill. Right. So basically, you know, that Rexai game, I, you know, I was having fun, but actually now that I think about it more, I was trying very hard and I still was playing. I was relying on my skill, which is sort of like- But you dropped your ego, it sounds like. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like you you removed your ego from the game and you're just like, let's just do what I can. Do what I can and then use my skills. Yeah. And then I relied on my mid-game skill, reading the map, getting picks, because I've done that so many times because I have the champ master in Rek'Sai. Oh, that's the other thing as well. At the end of the game, I literally told Andrew, I said, this is why champ master is so important because I'll never win this game. On any other champ, because right. I know I played games from behind. I've fucked up so many times on Rek'Sai. I, can, I know that I can still win those games. I always feel like I, there was another point. One of his points was something how he feels as though someone, if they get ahead, they're they just going to win. win. Oh yeah. This is the other one as well. That's like, bullshit. That's bullshit because you've got to 
I mean, even at Challenger Hour Games, people make mistakes 100%. Like, that's part, it should be in, it's part of the game, isn't it? I never, I never Players feel confident. Robots. I, mean, I never feel, I never feel confident that we're just going to win anymore um, after I get an elite. Yeah, you have like, to I never sweat. feel like that. Yeah, you have to sweat, I, you have to sweat to the, the, the to end. The end. Yeah. You have to sweat to the end. Yeah. You're not going to, like, it's good to get, you're obviously in a good spot and you can take over the game, but like, there is so much that can go wrong. And I always say the further higher you head, the further ahead you are, sorry, the the, oh, the worse you play. I actually feel like that is a trend. Yeah, people because people think the game's they get won. complacent. They yeah. forget about shutdowns. They're in. They're all happy, happy, chappy. We can do this, Baron. We can, you know, collect that side wave, or you know, I can. Uh, how many times is it, Nathan? Um, I don't know about you. For me, anyway, where you do Baron, you're so far ahead, and then you you instant default to go to a side lane, mm. and you're in La La Land, mm. and then they pick you. They pick you, and you just lose your Baron, yeah. and then like they just get a shutdown, yeah. and then like. You, you lose your. You with the Baron. They control an air of the the the. And it might lead map, to another and then pick. The next or, pick, and then your death time is unseen. You like wake up. You're like, what am I doing? Like, yeah. Like they're trying and to win. I'm just in autopilot. Yeah. Land, you know. Sometimes it's too late. It's just too late. Yeah. Um, I think that's the biggest one. Uh, that's, that's that's the big that's, one. That's the most yeah. logical. It's very logical though, isn't it? Like leagues a chaotic game. Mistakes are going to happen. Uh, well, that's the illogic. That's the thing that people struggle with. Again, that's what he's struggling with. So his logical mind is saying, um, "Vlad's two and zero. If he plays perfectly, he closes this game, and he should because you know people are robots." Like that's the. No, I'm saying the logical way to debunk that is the game is inherently chaotic. Therefore, mistakes are bound to happen. Like if we're talking like statistically speaking or something like with all the interactions, it's not like everything is going to go exactly as planned, right? Like that's a way of logically debunking, is it not? No, it's not. That's a tool to deal with the. Again, I think that it's he's very ingrained. Right. I mean, it's, it's true. Like, like let's say, let's say if I'm playing Rexar, right, I get an early lead. Mm -hmm. Most of my games, if you make a mistake against me as an enemy jungler, I will close out the game methodically, perfectly. Like you know that the zero death name yeah. Nathan mock games, right? That is true, right? But yep. you know we're humans. You got to really respect that we're humans. We're not robots, and this is why I said a lot of you know the famous coaches in the league scene. They expect pro players to be robots. We're not. One lapse in focus can lose you a game of League of Legends, and just yeah. So it's you got to respect that people are going to lose mistakes, make mistakes at all ranks or elo. Yeah, or obviously the lower you are, the more, the more mistakes. mistakes they'll make. So yeah, I think it's just, and it's also maybe not respecting the part of your journey as well, where you are in your journey. But what else were some of the excuses? So the next one was. When he's made the end review, the learnings ended. That's a hard one. That I I, I do resonate with that. That yeah. is a hard one. Like you have this learning objective, or you know that, yeah, you made this mistake. Um, we had a saying called uh, Tim used to do this in Solitude. He played for the review, so he right. was queuing up just to play for the to, <laughs> to get the mistake, and yeah. then he's just done. It's like I played for the review. Right. Interesting. Yeah. I'll be honest. I I again like I I think. My per, because I think everyone has their own toolkit for this, you know. Mm. I just want to win. I think that's, that's what, right. I, I just no, want to win. You just want to win. Like right. I, I think, like when I'm really trying and I really want to win, like I want to do how messy it is. I don't care what I look like. Yeah. Like I, I'm happy to look like the shittest player on the server, and sometimes <laughs> yeah. I look like that. Yeah. But if I win, I win. Yeah. Like I remember, I won. I, I, I literally, I was streaming in the MLA. Right, this is dead, dead set. I was streaming and I played first time Renata. I wanted to play Renata and I learned the champ, right? And I went, I was, I think I was one and 12. Mm. 
Like I it was Jeez. genuinely just what dying on repeat, right? What were you against? A pike or something? No, it wasn't the lane that was hard. It was the I think it was the oh, mid game. I was just dying, and my caught. W. I was just getting flamed by Incursio. It yeah. was it was it was flame worthy. It was disgusting, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. But like I tried. Like I was trying to yeah. the end. Like okay. I guess it was a combination of just like let's just see what my champ can do, but also. Like, I don't really care how bad I look. Like, I think as you get older and maybe you play the game more, you you, you kind of realize that everyone, no one's opinion really matters apart from yourself or maybe close people around you. Like, uh, so I guess when I was younger, I cared a lot. I was very insecure about how I looked when I was playing and I would care a lot about how other people, like I would care about if someone critiqued my play or said I was shit at the game or whatever, like it would, it would hurt me at an identity level. But I think as I got older, I realized, okay, leaks is a skill. Um, if I play bad in this game, doesn't mean I'm shit as an individual, as a person at an identity level. It doesn't mean that I can't get better. This is just one game in one example. And so I guess there's an inner belief that no matter how shit I look in this game or how bad my mistakes are, I'm going to be better next time. And I'll get better over time. And I at the end of the day, I don't really give a shit what that guy says or thinks about me. I mean, if he thinks I'm bad, yippee. I mean, if he thinks I'm great, yippee. It doesn't doesn't change anything to me. Is that guy uh, a, a really a beloved MLA long-term member? No. So I'm not really going to give a shit about his opinion, right? So I think that there's that as well. Like I, I, I care more about winning than the opinion of others. That's the message I want to get across. I care more about winning. So if you care as much about winning as you say you do, you really want to climb, you want to improve, right? I mean, um, he wants to improve. What I'm getting at, he wants right. to improve, but he doesn't. He thinks that if he wins, if he tries that game, gets the LP, it's not worth. It's not it, valid. It's like it's yeah, invalid it's LP, right? That's the logical thing. Are you a competitor or not? Mm. Right? Like, that's the question. Mm. It's like, that's just, you're, you're, that's the wrong mentality for the game, right? Like, there's too many mistakes. Like, you got to finish the run. You got, you got to do it. You just got to finish it. I mean, it's like when you watch a, a uh, you're watching the Olympics and you watch a snowboarder doing the half pipe and then they, like, they mess up one of their tricks. Do they give up? No, they keep going. Like, they fail at, they'll get, they'll just keep going. Or they, 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 they had a shaky landing, they keep going. Like, you're a competitor. That's what you got to do. You got to view yourself as a competitor. Take yourself seriously in that sense, in that regard. And I feel as though once you've made, once you've made yourself, like you've dropped your ego, like you did in that game, and you kind of stopped taking yourself so seriously, and you just, all right, yep, I this is a game loser mistake. Okay, this sucks. I look like shit. Okay, great. Now what do I got to do to win? Like you just, just got to do that. That's right. And that's hard. And that's, a, you know, it's not easy. And it might, you might still suck at that for months, but like, you got to have a crack. Like, and that's exactly, you actually just got to have a crack, isn't it? Having a crack. And I guess the biggest thing what you mentioned before, Nathan, is you got to accept the pain of trying your hardest and still losing. Yes. That's so important. I love that. <laughs> you're going to try your ass off it and you're going to see lose. strength. It is it weak. It's actually a very weak mindset to the give up mindset. It, it, it reinforces the giving. It's just give up. You're just give up. You're a loser. Yeah. I think that's a better way to frame it. I think the last thing I will say about this is uh, fought. Is that right? Fought, yeah. Every time you give up, I view it the same as every time you vent. If you vent in league, right? So you have a bad teammate and you vent, oh my God, my teammates are so shit. Look at blah, blah, blah. That's like a, a, a tally or a strike in the- negative direction. Like you're going backwards as like a human, like you're going backwards. That's how I view it. Right. So what do we do? We hold our tongue. 
We ask ourselves high quality questions. We distract our mind. We do whatever we need to do to not vent. And when the mo- that decision just not to vent builds mental toughness. Mental, yeah, mental resilience. That's really the positive side of Emotional things. regulation. Yes. We're going in the other direction now. You're, you're controlling yourself essentially. You I view yourself in a way as like, again, a halfway point, right? Dot was zero, right? Zero. One vent is you got negative one. Two vent. Negative two. You go, if the more you vent, the more you complain, the more you give up, you're going negative, negative, and negative. You, to get back, you, you have to go, it, well, you, you go the you other go way. way. So yeah, chip away. You don't vent, you're in negative 10. You're negative 10. Negative, negative nine. nine. And then you go up, and then you up, you up. <laughs> until like you get, you're in, the, you're in the fucking positive 100. Yeah. You're mentally resilient. That's your identity. And the more you do it, like you you are your behaviors, right? You are your habits. So the more you do it, that shapes your identity, furthers that, that mental resilience. And then it's just a constant positive up, up, and up, and up, and up. So it will get easier. But if you're in that hole, if you're like negative 50, it's going to be fucking hard for you, dude. Like, yeah. no, Because your identity your is- Your identity defense, is the giving up. Giving I up give, my name is Fort and I give up when shit gets hard or when I get behind or when, when I, I make a mistake. Real mistake. I give that's, up. That's where you're at right now. So you're going to have to chip in away at it. That doesn't change overnight. And that's why I said it. I view it more at a personal level. That's why I say I, it's like out of it. respect for myself. Yeah. Like, fuck everyone. It's like, what sort of player do I want to be? It's embarrassing. Mm. That behavior is embarrassing, is it not? Like, it is. that's the way I view it. It's kind of like as well when 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 um you think though the thing when with me when I because I I was the same I gave up when I made the end review mistake it's interesting you don't actually view it I didn't view it that way because I viewed very similar to Ford here it's like I don't deserve to win this game and you think that that's like a cool mindset it's right like, I'm it's an elitist I'm mindset elitist, yeah you know like I'm so I think it's very easy to think that you actually are building that mental toughness but you're actually not yeah. Right. So you got it. So the, so to tell the artist, the, the two lenses to help you view it, it's a skill within itself that you got to develop. It's going to develop mental resilience, mental toughness. And just because you win that game by losing gracefully and not losing the game for your team. That's a separate skill in itself. And you it's actually- skill in itself. And you're not getting worse. You're not getting undeserved LP, nothing like that. That's no. just you- Winning a game by doing your job. And the enemy team making mistakes and they're humans. And, and if anything, they should get punished for it. If they didn't run you over, they didn't translate late lead. Anyway, you're actually, it's the way it should go, isn't it? Like if you win, you win. Like there's no, like they made mistakes, period. Is it like, if you actually like take a bigger look at it, you actually like take a look at it at like a meta level, you step above it. If they didn't translate their leads with the lead that they got, they don't deserve to win. If they really, des- if you want to go this whole logical approach, like deserving of wins, did they translate the win? Did the person who killed you twice in the other lane, if they still lost, that's on them. They that's didn't translate that's the lead. Disgraceful. That's disgraceful. They're, they're if anything, well. it's actually more worse for them than it is for mm. you. That's a bit, if you want to look at it that way, you can look at it. I don't personally look at it that way, but you can look at it that way if that helps it, you know, click for you. Many ways to look at it. His last one here in terms of his logical arguments was if his team is losing in general to the enemy team, it's unlikely to change. People won't actually get better in the game. Right. So um, people say like, you know, no, don't gank the losing lane um, because even if you get them a lead, they're going to, because they suck as of their identities, right, they right. suck. I mean. I can tell you many a times of. Like, I mean, even for league as well, sometimes you don't have any other option. I'll have, I have an example from a recession today. Uh, he literally had this exact narrative. Yeah. One of his laners got picked. They wanted the dragon. They were actually like somewhat ahead or even. 
now they can't do Dragon. They have to concede Dragon, right? But he couldn't accept that. He sort of hanged around because the Yone, his Yone was 0-3 split push in top. It was a 0-3 Yone. I said, your only option right now is to go top. He's going to be pushed. Help that guy. Enemy team's going to come on that wave and you're going to get a pick here because they're all bot. Yep. Someone has to respond to that wave. You can only, you it's like do your you only do. option. Sometimes it's like, yeah, you've, you've got, you've got, it's like min-max. You've got to do yeah, what you can, right? That's right. It's the min-max mindset. I'll give you another example as well, right? Um, of the game yesterday where I played versus you. I was playing Ari mid into Silas. I do a, re- I do a really good roam top and I kill their top laner. But then I lose my focus and then I get picked on the way back by the Silas and I die. Think about that. If, if we look at it all objectively and logical, it's like, oh, you know, Ari's now ahead. He got that beautiful roam. He's doing really well. She's getting pressure. She goes top. She gets a kill. Top lane is now 3-0. and And then what, what actually happened off that one mistake, I come back, I make that, boom, I make a mistake. Um, I lose lane control. And then like top gets dove, gets a shut, like, loses shutdown. And like, it's actually all on me at the end of the day. Like that one death caused like a, a snowball effect, but like, that's it. Like I made a mistake. I was ahead on paper, on paper. Like I could theoretically, it's, it's game over and the Asylus can't come back, but there's, you know, people make mistakes. I made a mistake. People are going to slip up. Right. Great example. That literally happened to me yesterday. I'm the one that slipped up. I'm the one on the winning side. All right. I think that's enough for Mr. Fort there. Yeah. Right, the, for this- you know, hopefully something there sticks. All right. Yeah. Whatever um, does or doesn't resonate. It is with you. good though. I do like that Fort. It sounds like he's very hard on his mistakes, yeah. but it's to a detriment. <laughs> So it's good and it can be dangerous, his mindset. Yeah, he's kind of gone, he's like perfectionist to the yeah, extreme. This is me again when I was stuck in Diamond, you know. I need to really embrace the chaotic nature of the game. Yeah, it comes out of respect, doesn't it? Respect for the respect game. Respect for the game, that's right. It's a chaotic game. Yeah. All right, next question here is from Paul. The title of this email is Nathan's Power Bag. <laughs> Hello, Coach Curtis and Nathan Mott. I've been a fan ever since I first heard your podcast around episode three. I just wanted to thank y'all for the great podcast and content. Haven't listened for a while. I've noticed there are quite a few emails that come through the mailbag about talking to parents about wanting to seriously pursue league as a hobby or career. I just wanted to chime in with some advice from a similar situation I used to be in. I used to compete in Magic the Gathering on a serious level in the US while I was in high school. My dad thought it was the biggest waste of time. He vocalized this to me on many occasions. And one day I told him that he didn't even know what what it was that I was doing. So the next time I went to practice at my local game store, I brought him with me. He was able to see that I wasn't just playing a game. While there, he saw the community I was meeting with all with the same goal of improvement. It was a situation where he was able to look past it being a game and it being a vessel for self-improvement where I was able to learn risk management, probability, and social skills. From that point on, he supported my hobby. I bring this up since y'all both have the MLA and Salter communities, which I believe are similar to what I was doing in high school at my local game shop. As you have both stated before, it starts with the discussion about value and, and passion and that hopefully leads to support. I hope this can help anyone else listening. That's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. Such a good way to go about it. If you can get your parents to like have that discussion with them and show them, I mean, this is what I do. This is why I love it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's brave of you to do that. That's brave. It's like, hard people to are do. very scared. It's very hard to do. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's something that, uh, we, we, you know, I think especially your parents didn't have that 
respect for the game no. at all. I mean, that's the the, the media is gaming is really bad. And again, yeah. he, dad thought it was the biggest waste of time. Same with my parents. Thought yeah. he was the biggest waste of time. Yep. But if I actually sat there, but I, I mean, I, I didn't have the skills to articulate it if it was good or not for me. So, But I you didn't even really know it was yeah, either. I didn't know. Like yeah, you I had a know. hunch that it was, but you didn't really well, know. I, mean, I didn't even have a hunch. I just love fucking doing it. Yeah, dude. I yeah. just love playing the game. Yeah. But now we can articulate it. Now we can better. articulate it. Yeah. I mean, that's an amazing story, Paul. I think you're spot on. It's just communic- communicating it and just getting into like showing them. Yeah. It's a really great way to do it. Well, I mean, once our parents saw the dials, especially when they came to the finals, the- the at World Over Arena, that's cool. Yeah. They really accept yeah. it at that point, right? Once you really see it. Yeah. 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 And especially nowadays, there's a lot more like content and, and articles, mainstream articles, articles. Yeah. And stuff like the podcast and mm. heaps of great stuff. Yeah. Really good advice, Paul. All right. Um, next question here is from George. Um, the title of this email is autofill players affecting your decision-making. Hello, Nathan and Curtis. My question is mainly directed at Nathan since he's the jungler of the U2. As people climb higher and higher on the ladder, Grandmaster Challenger, you get to play with the same people a lot of the time and get to know, get to know them to a certain extent. You learn things like what champions they play and what role position they play. From a jungler's perspective, do you ever switch your early pathing from top to bot because you know that your top laner <laughs> got autofilled there, but he's actually a support player? <laughs> Since that person has no idea how to play the lane or the champion he picked in your mind, is it worth it to avoid playing around top in that game? Even though in a normal game, that's exactly what you would have done with the actual top laner playing that same champion. Also, would you ever approach differently in lower elos, diamond, platinum? Love to hear what you guys approach to these situations and thanks for the podcast. So Nathan, guys, why was I smiling at you? You're smiling at me because I still path to people that are auto autofilled and we have different opinions on this. Nathan and I differ on this one. We do. Usually this is just a giant echo chamber and yeah. we just spew the same bullshit to each other, but this one we disagree. We do. So- Let's start with, I'll start with saying in my games, right? Why I do it, my mindset. So my mindset is, so I don't look at anyone before the game or anything like that. I mean, obviously we do know people. I mean, it's true. We do play with a lot of people. Uh, But this is my philosophy. Even if this person is auto-filled, let's say they're a challenger player on my team, I still can expect them, if they get a lead, that they're going to be able to hit their abilities. Just like, you know, I, I just play, they might just be the best win condition for the game or I might have no option. So I'll still path towards what I think is best for the game. But there will be some element in terms of factoring, just a, but a tiny bit, not as much as you, okay? Of like, yeah, okay, I need to be aware that like they're not going to probably be able to potentially carry this game as much as someone who's on roll, right? So the answer to your question, I still do it regardless and I'm happy to lose that game even though I path, I'll own my decision making for sure, and I'm very stubborn on this. Yeah, so I'm 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 obviously opposite. I, I put a lot of emphasis on that. If I know, okay, like yeah, if I know that I have a autofill, um, let's say, say I'm playing a Rome oriented mid, say I'm playing, let's go back in the day to TF, so I was like TF or Fizz, and I know that I've got two sides. Actually, let's say we get specific. Let's say we've got a very heavy trading top matchup. We have like a Aurelia versus Camille or something like that. 
but let's let's say my Aurelia top is actually like an eighty carry main, and they don't play Aurelia, and this is like a they're just first timing Aurelia for whatever reason, right? And I I know that because I, we know the players, right? I'm not touching that lane with a ten foot pole. Mm-hmm. I'm leaving that to dry, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna all in. On- so even if they somehow are two as other, they get some kills. You'll still just never go there. But that's just not gonna happen. That's not gonna happen. Okay, it's like unrealistic. Okay. Like like okay, I might go there to get myself it. Like if it's a kill's a kill, right? I'll go there. Like, but I'm not. I'm never viewing that. I'm not viewing that lane as a win condition. Mm. My win con is going to be on the other side. The same goes like, especially when I I know the player is really good. Like if you have like Violet on like Eddie Carry, and you just see the player difference, and then and even though that lane isn't something you would traditionally play towards, I'm playing. I'm playing that guy. I know that guy will take over. Like you get that guy to two items on Ezreal, he's going to win the game for you. So I don't. I put a lot more emphasis on player difference than Nathan, and I I think I always have in in my games for me personally over the years of playing, um, and that's where we disagree. We disagree. We disagree. It is disagree. A different approach. But like, I think you're thinking of it more long term because you're viewing. I'm going to play the game the way it's meant to be played in accordance to win conditions, and you're happy to lose that game that's even right. if, uh, even if you could have won it doing it the other way. You're like you're, you you want to do it that way. I don't think you I don't I don't believe you genuinely think that that's the best way to win. You just do it because you want to play fundamental legal issues. <laughs> yeah, like you're like a you're a purist <laughs> in a way. Purist, it's like yeah. I, I refuse to play the 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 jungle role any other way but this way. Yeah. Cuz you know that's how you teach it and that's what's got you the consistent results. So you're just happy to take the L. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that you're spot on there. I just won't because, uh, yeah. Because uh, it could just it overcomplicate your journey, right? If you're not right. doing, uh, like, your fear is that, like, if you do that one game and you get away with it, it playing away from the wing con, yeah. it weakens you thinking. and then that will get you overcomplicating things. You'll start thinking too much about players and it sends you down that rabbit hole. Whereas if you stick to your fundamentals, what's gotten you results, you're not going to overcomplicate anything. You're like, all right, I played to my wing con, they just failed to execute and move on. You're happy with that. It's like a, it's like a neat little package where That's it's like, right. I'll just do whatever it takes to win the game. Yeah. I'm happy to take losses. For but I think issues. this might even be role difference. Cause I don't. Yeah. It goes back to our again, episode that we talked about just before. It goes right? back I'm, to, yeah, it goes back to you as a jungler, you have this set game plan and, and that's the way to play jungle. Whereas mm. mid, you're more versatile. You can mm. do whatever you really want. I mean, cause again, you have more flexibility. Um, so yeah, it could be also a role difference thing. Yeah. I think that that could be a pretty big aspect of it. All right. But I, I want to say one, one last thing yep. about this. I, um, this is obviously only when it's an extreme thing. Like, you know, like, how do I frame this? Like, I would say this is definitely less of a thing in master and like, I wouldn't think like that in master tier that much. Oh yeah. We had to forgot to enter yeah. the lower ear. Like, yeah. Diamond and stuff. Oh, you shouldn't be thinking. No, that way, no. Right? Cause no. you don't know anyone. I yeah. mean, you don't, you shouldn't be opening anyone. You shouldn't anyone be looking anyway. up. You shouldn't be looking. Right. It's only yeah. in like GM challenger games. Like, you know, cause them. you know, it's like, Oh, I see this. Person. It's like, you've played with these people like a thousand times. Like you just yeah. know. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Next question here is from Calvin. The title's email is responsible league content consumption. Interesting. Interesting title. Hi, Curtis and Nathan. I have a question for you. With so much league content floating around, how do people that want to watch it do it responsibly? How would this look if we are watching our favorite streamers for entertainment versus watching for education? How do we watch stuff responsibly? Yeah. I was actually thought this was going in a completely different way. Ooh. I thought this was actually going in terms of the amount of educational content you watch. Okay. 
I mean, right. we can maybe answer that part of the question. Do you want to answer his question first? Uh, okay. So his question is here, how would this look if we're watching our favorite streamers? So watching content for entertainment versus education. And there's a, is there a, is there a responsibility aspect to it? So he, maybe he thinks that, is he getting that? I'm trying to read between the lines here, Calvin. If you watch for entertainment, you get worse at the game. If you, I think it's just again your mindset when watching it. Like mm. it's pretty common sense, isn't it? Like you, you're not there studying this guy's behavior. Like it's like it's like okay. A, a better way to frame it is when you when you're at a comedy show, you don't take everything they say for yeah for Bible. Yeah, like for example, you know, it goes back to that Will Smith Chris Rock thing, right? He's a comedian and he's entertaining the crowd. So when Chris Rock says those jokes about Jada Pinker Smith, you don't take him literally. You don't take him literally because it's, it's again, he, he he's a comedian. He's jabbing. He, that's part of his identity as, a, as an entertainer. He, he's there to make fun of things and you, you're not meant to take those jokes seriously. It's not like he's attacking you at an identity level and trying to like put you down. He's trying to get a laugh out of everyone and, and, and it's added, you, you take it at, at face, you don't take it at face value. Um, there's a, there's a, if, uh, uh, this is really weird, but there's actually an old punk English song that I listened to. And at the very start of the song, it's a band called Crass. And at the start, it says, if it's not meant for entertainment, no, if it, if it's meant for entertainment, you must take it as entertainment. Like you, don't take it any other way. Like, you know what you're getting yourself into when you watch an entertainer. You don't take it for education. You don't take it f- seriously. It's like, so when you're t- tuning into T1 stream or you're tuning into however it is stream, they're not educational streams. He's an entertainer. He puts, he has an alter ego in a way, you know, that's t- Tyler one. He's, he's putting on a show. That's what it's all about. He doesn't, he doesn't genuinely believe that playing 15 hours of solo queue in a way is the best way. If that guy, you know, was told, okay, Tyler one, what's the best way to improve it, the game? No, of course not. He would change hundred percent different champions. And yeah, playing without he wouldn't do this. Playing all these different champs, all these different roles, and you know, not reviewing serious reviews. He would do it a completely different way, right? Um, but he's an entertainer, so it's again the mentality you have approaching it, right? I agree. I think it's just the way. I think that if as long as you, I mean, it sounds like Kelvin's already. He already. Know, it sounds like he already knows the difference. So I'd say the the dangerous part is when you don't yeah, know the difference. Yeah, it's only if you don't know. Yeah. You're just like, oh, I'm just going to turn on this stream. It's like if you know, you know. This is an education stream. Now it's randomly an entertainment stream to me. Yeah, I mean, pe- people label themselves as well. Like, but I know. think it's even more obvious in league than it is in anything else because um, once you you know how the game works. You kind of and it, you kind of just can look at their behavior and like this either makes sense or it doesn't make sense. It's really easy if you like have a a critical eye and you're just curious. Like it's pretty obvious usually most of the, most of the time, isn't it? You can differentiate between the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you see someone raging and being like, "Yeah, it's probably not that. <laughs> it's probably not. It's probably not an educational stream." This guy first time in this champ. Yeah, don't know about this one. That's right. You know. That's right. Um, going back to the other one though, abusing mm. educational content. Mm. I think that it's very easy to get into a hole of watching too much educational content. Yeah. I've actually had people on my MLA as well watch too many VOD reviews and not just execute because mm. it's there. And it's it, you feel like you're doing a lot of work, right? When you're watching It's VODs. like you're working hard. It's right? like you're working hard. You can't really tell though. If you're, if you're only watching VODs or watching educational content and not executing, 
it's actually making you worse because you're overcomplicating things. You don't know what works or what doesn't work. Yep. So I actually, actually, that's actually the problem that I think is more prolific. That's a massive problem. I have yeah. many clients like that as well. They completely over educational content consumption. It's just like a psych. You get stuck in this stuck. algorithm, and then you get in the videos. You get in the skill cup. You get in the pro guides. You get in even my videos and your videos. Yep. You know, like we got to execute. You got to execute. Doesn't mean shit. play the game. Let's go. See that yep. trap a lot. That's 100%. the responsibility. You need to know you've been irresponsible with how much you're you're, you're watching and what's favoring to e- you. Favoring execution a lot more. Absolutely. It should always be a high percentage than uh than what would watching. you say the percentage is? Oh, that's a good question. It should be 75-25. Yeah, somewhere around there. I mean even 80-20. I, mean, I, I was even thinking maybe 85 uh, 15. Yeah, that's better. It should, like be that. it should It has to be massively high. It has to be way higher. Yeah. Because it takes so long to develop muscle memory yeah. on something you learn. Dude, now maybe thinking 90-10. <laughs> yeah, probably even 90-10. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, 75-20. Yeah, no, that's that's not right. No. Yep. Yep. That's just how important we value execution. Mm-hmm. One last question. I think we do. We're that's done. it for good. Today. Yeah. We've okay. emptied, emptied the mailbag a little bit, but we've still got a lot. Still over flow, Nathan. Got, you know. Probably got 20, 30 questions ready to go. Um, so, yeah, some good questions today. Continue to write us in. We'll get through as many as we can. And that's Anything it. Anything else? Any final words, Nathan? That's it. Hope you guys enjoyed Nathan's mailbag. And we'll see you next time.